0: Hey guys, just popping in your ears before we get started today to chat to you about Endeavour College. So Carissa and I get a lot of questions about where we studied and the level of qualifications that we hold. And you guys want to know what we recommend when you're flirting with the idea of making your love of natural medicine a career reality. So we both studied a Bachelor of Health Science in Nutrition at Endeavour College of Natural Health. And for me, gaining a bachelor degree was imperative as it gave me the recognised qualifications I was after and those qualifications are industry and association recognised. Endeavour provided a level of education and quality pertaining to a holistic approach and that was really fundamental for me. Not only did Endeavour give me the foundations of biochemistry and physiology, but the degree also educated me on the key foundations of a systemic approach to health and that's a philosophy that is a just absolute core to us here at the JCN Clinic. What I loved most about my study time at college was that it provided me with an environment where I could soak up and grow my thirst for nutrition exponentially. I also loved that the lecturers came from a background of clinical practice and provided a real life experience. So important. I also gained a tight network of support in fellow students that I could nerd out hardcore with throughout the studies. So if you're interested in a career in nutrition or the natural medicine field, I really wholeheartedly recommend Endeavour. You can head to endeavour.edu.au online for more info or you can find Endeavour on Instagram at Endeavour College. You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the James <Jerseo laughs> Podcast Show. Welcome guys. I,
1: can't believe I didn't realize you hit both record.
0: I had. I'm Jessica. I'm Carissa. And we're here to bring you another episode, but it's another special one because we have a guest with us and also a new member, new wish member, because you've been with us for a Oh, I'm bad with time. How long has it been? I I was going to say a couple of weeks, but it's probably a couple of months, months, Mm -hmm. right? I said
1: to Emma the other day, I'm like, you know, because you've been here like three months, she's like, I've barely been here a year. I was like, sorry, dude.
0: (laughs) That's it. So yeah, Sheridan's been with us for a couple of months, which is exciting. And hopefully you guys have seen her around the traps now, getting into social media more, which is a bit exciting (laughs) for her. (laughs) So we wanted to bring Sheridan on and introduce her and also talk about a topic um, that Sheridan's Really passionate about, and you guys might have seen Sheridan and Carissa talking a lot in the past week to ten days mm-hmm. on some social yeah. media lives yeah. about this. So we haven't actually got a, um, a heading for this that I can put out there, but we're just going to be talking about mental health and its connection through to nutrition, um, and particularly stress as well. Yeah, fundamentally, we may deviate from there. So that's you, pretty much, will. I think, what we Not decided we, to talk about, right? We will. <laughs> So, welcome, Sheridan. Thanks. (laughs) Nice to be here. Thanks, Thanks, guys. (laughs) So, let's dive straight on in. And I think, first of all, we want to give everyone a bit of an over on all that. If I can chat, I always do this at the start, stumble over the old words.
1: Um, It's Friday.
0: It's Friday. Let's give everyone a bit of an overview of the link between what we eat and how that affects our mood and our potential stress and anxiety pathways, which is such a small topic yeah, on its own. I just like, Jesus,
1: drop her on this <laughs> deep end. <laughs>
0: but let's just you know let's sort of talk about more of the basics first um Mm. of yeah what we eat day to day and why macronutrients are so important to keep us Mm. regulated in regards to just feeling generally well and then we can dive deeper from there Mm. um how's that sound sounds fine Sounds fine. Fine. would you like to take the reins there sure Sure. (laughs) try and peel back this big topic
2: and start with the steps at the beginning i guess um so we eat food to fuel our (laughs) Cells and some people think it's uh, just for the emotional aspects of eating, but uh, I like to look at things on a cellular level Mm -hmm. because uh, the cell will keep asking for those nutrients until we feed it, and that's why we get an excess of calories. In our diet, sometimes, but still, nutrient deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when we're eating, obviously, we're going through the gastrointestinal tract, and in this, um, we're hopefully breaking down our proteins and our carbohydrates by the time it gets to the small intestine. But, our absorption and um, things that the nutrients should be going into the bloodstream with, that's mm-hmm. happening in the small intestine mostly. Mm-hmm. And so, if you Eating your enough uh, carbohydrates, you'll be getting some of your B vitamins um, and other, you know, important nutrients. You've got your meats as mm-hmm. well that are going to give give you your B vitamins, plus your iron and your proteins and your fats. I mean, everything is in nature. It's all in a sum of um, combination. Mm-hmm. But sure. when we try and break it down and just take single nutrients, it imbalances the chemistry in our body or mm-hmm. our biochemistry.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Do you mean
2: from like a supplemental point of view? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. which is why you can't out-supplement yeah. a bad diet. Yeah, for so
0: sure. So
2: that's why it seems like, a, I know I got a bit technical, but yeah. if we can kind of keep it basic as we still need our food to be our primary source of fuel
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then the, the indicators that we're getting if we're not absorbing those nutrients from
0: our food is actually a signal Mm -hmm. to say something's wrong in the body. For sure. So I think also what you're highlighting there is that if we're – overall eating a well-balanced diet Mm -hmm. um, and we're covering those macros that you mentioned with the carbs and the proteins and the fats that we're giving our body the foundations of what it needs to feel well and function well yes which is as always was you know Mm -hmm. we talk about that being and use that word over and over again the 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 foundations it's like you have to have those foundations right first Mm -hmm. otherwise everything else that we're going to talk about today you know, it's it's not going to be as effective, is it? Yeah. Because we're oh. just trying to like. I always I like to say it's kind of like we're window dressing without having the foundations yeah. right. So mm-hmm. you've got to get that first and foremost yes. cemented down. And it's
1: yeah. so true what you said. You can't out supplement a bad diet. Yeah, like, I like mm-hmm. that. I really yeah. like <laughs> it as well because I actually put a post up on Instagram. Call it that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ching, because I put a post up on Instagram on my stories this morning, and it, oh, what was it? It was it was similar, but it was more about like. Um. You, there's. Well, it's not saying there's no point in exercising, but exercise doesn't outdo a bad diet. Mm. You know, it's just the same yes. sort of thing. Like, and we have to just for anything come back to the foundations of eating which is what we're so passionate about in the clinic here like if you don't have that base right and you're not balancing your macros and Mm. we're not going to go into that because we've done podcasts on it so go and bloody listen to those (laughs) but but like this that is the foundation of your health is Mm. making sure that all your macros and micro minerals nutrients all of that just comes from food
0: yes i think Mm. we're All seen that with clients in clinic too, right? Where people come in and you work with just getting their foundationary dietary intake right Mm. because it's pretty crap when Mm. they come in the door. And that alone is usually all that person requires to Mm -hmm. feel so much better. You know, obviously from a symptom picture point of view if they've got gut issues going on but often just emotionally Mm. um and Mm. i I think i don't know i'm sure you guys have seen the same thing where people have come back after a certain amount of weeks and not only they're feeling better they're like oh my god like i i I feel less anxious or i feel Mm. you know less depressed like something shifted and it's like all i've done is change my diet Mm. yeah we chatted
1: about that with so we had um michelle on a psychologist that sheridan works with at her other clinic on our instagram live and she i I found this really awesome and i just hope that a lot of people if that was the one take home message that people Mm. got from our instagram Mm. live was that she has fundamentally seen massive shifts in her clients that Mm. she treats as a psychologist just by macro balancing their diet properly making sure they're getting adequate protein and complex carbs in with breakfast and lunch Mm. like she's just like i have seen that profoundly change people's mental health picture wow and that's you know so that is I know we bang on about it but then you hear it from another modality Mm -hmm. as well and you're just like yes yeah
2: well it comes back to quality versus quantity yeah and we're in a society where everything just seems to be the more you take the better you're going to get the results but actually if you focus on quality Mm -hmm. um, and I'm often saying to people that okay it's actually the protein the fat and green leafy vegetables Mm -hmm. that um, sometimes missing and Mm -hmm. the carbohydrates are a little bit. of an easy default that mm-hmm. people can find in For society sure. and that's why there's confusion with the carbs. Mm. Um, and also remembering that the state that we're in is really important too. Um, so just like you can't go to extremes with supplementation and then skip the diet or exercise, mm. you can't go to extremes with being in a really hypervigilant nervous system response and eating in that state because you're not going to be absorbing as well as you could be as well. Mm. So the the body's so sophisticated and smart that I just, I'm always learning about, oh my goodness, these things that we just take for granted Mm. and our body's trying to compensate Mm. with those
0: damages that we're doing along the way. Yeah, that's so true. And that's something else we should probably maybe dive into a little bit more is that, um, you know, we're talking about the nutritional aspects of giving your body the foundations, the right building blocks, but it's also about your um your approach day to day from, um, like, a stressor point mm-hmm. to food and, mm-hmm. and when you do eat and the conditions that you're eating mm-hmm. that food in and taking the time just yeah. to sit and so forth. Like, they're just mm. – they're such small things when you talk about them with people and everyone can be just like, yeah, 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 but they're such big game changers. Yeah. And, again, I think, like, anyone – who really thinks about it, we've all experienced the difference between sitting down and taking time just mm. to eat a meal and being in more of a calmer state mm-hmm. as opposed to being really stressed and eating on the go yeah. or yeah. standing up in the kitchen and mm-hmm. like shoving breakfast down your face. <laughs> yeah, that's why those smoothie
2: bowls became popular, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, at least people aren't sculling them yeah. and taking the time. <laughs> well,
0: hopefully not. <laughs> because, get the toppings on yeah.
2: there. Yeah, it doesn't matter how amazing that is. If you haven't even... T- taking the time to breathe your nervous system is not going to be in that rest and mm. digest mm. quite as easily so again yeah. you're not breaking it down so it's going to be
0: absorbed as easily yeah um yeah should we explain that a little bit for yeah. people just how that works mm-hmm. just in regards to the nervous system and its role that it plays there in digestion mm-hmm. if one of you guys wants to take the yeah. So of that yeah so
2: i guess in the nervous
0: system you've got
2: involuntary and voluntary systems and we're talking here about the ones that um we have a little bit more control over um even if it's a bit subconscious Mm. um but the sympathetic nervous system being the common fight flight fight flight or freeze and freeze yeah Yeah, i haven't had that on (laughs) me in a while. you it's kind of like the new science word that they're putting out i guess it's an evolving um field yeah and then um, parasympathetic being rest and digest and um, repair Mm -hmm. so that if you it's not as simple as this like Mm. one's on it and then Mm. everything's going to be fine but it certainly helps because the stress response has an impact on your gut so the brain response if it's in fight or flight, your Mm. rest and digest and your reproductive system, if you're a female especially, Mm. is going to be impacted um, quite severely and then you're not going to be able to sleep well, which doesn't help you function well, Mm. and you're not going to be breaking down or absorbing or excreting
0: as well as you should Mm. be as well. Mm -hmm. And the body does that for a reason. Like I think, Mm. you know, when you talk about some of these different pathways and... You're explaining them, I'm like, oh, why would the body even do that? But mm. it makes sense. Like, mm. if you are under stress and you need to, like, send all of your nervous system stimulation to, yes. like, your heart and your extremities, extremities right, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. need to, to get out of somewhere really, really quickly, like you don't want to be thinking about, oh, I better digest that. I mm. need to boost <laughs> some stomach <dehydrated> acid. <laughs> stomach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, bit of squirt of yeah. hydrochloric acid will get me running fast And faster. some style. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even the more important one, people's sex drive goes down, yeah. right? They're not yeah. going to be
2: laying down, wanting to have sex, doing any good digestion, and they're not going to be wanting to sleep because they're trying to
1: run for that bear. <laughs> so if it. we can oh motivate,
0: she's <laughs> got a visual in her head. I know that's so what it is. I'm about
1: if we to say something so inappropriate, I'm so
2: glad I did. Well, it's all about motivating people. Yeah. This isn't just something a
1: one day quick <laughs> fix. Well. So if
2: we can motivate people to basically think big Let's picture, motivate
1: people by sex. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be our new tool. <laughs> yeah,
2: if your if your intimacy or sex doesn't or, motivate
1: you, nothing will. No,
2: if your intimacy and your um, you're not responding well to sleep, intimacy mm. or fertility, yep. they're key flags that English we need ones. something needs to be addressed because yep. your nervous system isn't feeling safe. The yep. body's saying, "Hey, things are not calm enough to be doing those things." Yeah, That's
1: right. I'm not sending any extra energy down
2: there right now. <laughs> no, no. So it's about safety and about getting you into the state where your body can process things in that homeostasis balanced mm. Um, mm. condition. Yeah.
0: I think also a good thing for people to think about, and I know I experienced this myself, this isn't a sex story. <laughs> <laughs> for it. I'm like, where is no, this it's so going, <laughs> It's more when you're really, really hectic and you're having like a super busy day and you stop and maybe about 20 minutes or so later, like you stop and maybe you're sitting on the train on the way home or whatever it is and you're like, Geez, I'm bloody hungry, Mm. like it hits you Mm -hmm. because you've been so running on adrenaline all day. We Mm -hmm. talk about this all the time. And it's like you finally stop and your nervous system starts to switch over Mm. and you get those secretions going and that feedback to the brain Mm. and there's that recognition of Mm. like I'm really bloody hungry, which is a dangerous space that if you're not eating well and doing the foundations we've talked about Mm. during the day that we see a lot of clients get into Mm. because not only – Are they like really hungry? They've also not eaten well to Mm. fuel them or with all the right things Mm. and then they get in the door and Mm. it's just like cupboard and just everything in your face. And then the
2: triggers are there. So they haven't
0: got the um all the support
2: around them in their homes because they're changing habits. And changing habits is a bit like I use the analogy with your brain, it's a bit like trying to create this you've got a forest of Mm. trees and you're in there trying to hack this new pathway down it's like a jungle and until that pathway is um automatic Mm. the the triggers of having healthy snacks or healthy meals that you can quickly Mm -hmm. go to when you're in that stress response they need to be set up and it does take time Mm. um for us it's probably a little bit more automatic after years Mm. of practice but for someone trying to make those habits they've got to allow the space and the um, habits to be created on a consistent mm. basis for sure yeah.
1: yeah yeah right but even like with clients in um in clinic that we see like one of the big like it's probably one of the biggest things in terms of di- just to make it really simple like digestive things that like we would see probably every day is someone will say when I eat my lunch, mm. um, I feel like I'm not breaking my food down. Mm. And then, and then I, and, or I've i got this lump and it just feels like it sits in my rib mm, cage. So yeah. even when you go back to exactly what Sharon was saying before, like the whole rest and digest, like um, our, our stomach acid, our liver, all of that, that doesn't just kick in the minute food hits, you, hits <laughs> your gut. Yeah. Like this is where, you know, actually taking the time to eat is even more important because the whole digestive process starts visually when we Mm. see our food. It Mm. starts when we smell our food. So Uh people who don't take the time to even do that are kind of behind. Like when none of us are perfect, let's be Mm. honest, but Mm. you're behind the eight ball from the get-go. So your stomach's not going, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to boost that hydrochloric acid now. Mm. So I'm ready for food to come into this gut. So Mm. there's all of that that has to happen as well. So for people listening to this, like just to put it in really basic terms, if you are – eating and feeling like your food is just sitting there or you're burping a lot after your meal. And these are just real telltale signs that your digestive system is not in that rest yes. and digest state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a way that you guys can kind of look at it and be like, oh, okay, maybe what other things could I be doing here? Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, Definitely. and, and, and yeah. breathing and giving but thanks. Eating, and not and,
1: eating too quick, chewing your food properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just sitting down. And just sitting mm-hmm. down. Like, like
0: a lot of people don't or sit like they're just – you're working at your desk just and eating at the same, same,
1: same. time. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'll have – like I'll even have some of my clients say to me, they're like, oh, you know, I've got I've got undigested food in my stool. And I'm like, okay, cool, what are you seeing? Are we seeing things that, you know, typically wouldn't be broken down by the digestive processes or things that should be? And they're like, no, 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 I'm seeing this and that. And I'm like, okay, and I'm like – and. What kind, what kind of meal did you eat? And we talk about that. And, and I'm just like, and what state were you in when you, when you ate that meal? Mm. Oh, I just shoveled it down. <laughs> I'm like, well, if your teeth can't break down those nuts and seeds, I'm telling you right now, your poor little intestines mm. are going to have bugger all chance of doing it. So how mm. about instead?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We
1: take a little bit more time just to chew our food, probably <laughs> enjoy so our food. It's true, isn't it? Totally. Like, sometimes we, like I feel like people can really like not freak out, but just, you know, it. it sometimes it just comes back to the basics of, Mm. taking the time to chew and eat yeah. and, yeah. you know.
2: And if protein is the most, usually most expensive part of a meal, so people have, um, like if you want to eat cheaply, usually it's carbohydrates and things like mm. that um, tend to mm. be, but the quality of our neurotransmitters depends on the proteins mm. that we're getting and how we've broken down those amino acids. Yeah, And that if, like you said, the hydrochloric acid, for, through that cephalic phase mm. of sight and smell of digestion, We've actually got 30% of our hydrochloric acid being released at that time Mm. if we do it properly.
1: Then, yeah, well, I did this in a
2: program a while ago. And then another 30% is from chewing. And then the last 30% is actually when the protein hits the stomach. Mm. So they've skipped 60% of that potential for hydrochloric acid production. Mm. And we're then trying to fix that up and help them break down the amino acids Mm. and when you wonder our neurotransmitters aren't working properly yeah because that's where we get those started
1: yeah so so true i like it i like it too (laughs) (laughs) well
0: let's move more now into some of the nutrients that are involved because i think we talked about those foundations but there are some key nutrients along the way and
1: mental health yeah there's
0: some really important ones um that we want to go over and i guess it's kind of interesting because there's nutrients per se but then there's as you were just talking about like there's like the macros when you break them down further there's taking something like protein mm. and the amino acids that are involved there is like the backbone of producing these neurotransmitters mm. and the same with fats which is i guess another area that we want to talk about
1: mm-hmm. wankle about <laughs> mm. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> touching <laughs> jess's <laughs> no. deformed to love at the so moment wrong.
0: no yeah <laughs> That's so gross. Yeah, that's
1: what I was looking at. I'm like, you've got this short spiking. But
0: I had a, um, mm-hmm. this is the typical deviate. I went and had yeah. a, a, a waxing the other day. Oh. And the lady, not of my arm, oh, but. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, what did you get waxed? But, wax?
0: <laughs> she did. I showed her my arm and she said that, like, I should consider waxing that really? because she reckons it's trauma. <gasps> like, because oh. we're, like, shaving where it was rubbed yeah. so much, the hair's growing back uh-huh. really thick. And she's like, you should wax kind of that. Is
1: quite- Yeah, I'm
0: like, I said to her, I'm growing pubic hair on my arm, what am I going to do? On your wankle. On my (laughs) wankle. Yeah, anyway.
2: At least you've got the bandage off. That's the good thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so gross.
0: So, (laughs) speaking of key nutrients. (laughs) Yay. Well, tell me through the stress of my arm. (laughs) So, let's talk about, we've got a few big guys written down in front of us here, but magnesium, actually is I think a really good one to go Mm. into because I think it's probably one of the most common ones that um, people maybe think about Mm -hmm. when it comes to like overall stress. Mm. Um, So uh, I always think about magnesium. The the thing with a lot of these nutrients is they're involved in so many different processes. So we've got the the magnesiums and the B6 and so forth that we're using for all these biochemical pathways and and transfers with enzymes – and so forth. But magnesium is also like that overall muscle relaxant. And I think that's Mm. where it's become really well known Mm. and used in so many formulations. But when we say sort of calming the system, Mm -hmm. I think it's that ability for it to go in and um, allow those muscle cells to relax instead of contracting. Mm. And generally I think when people are just so stressed and anxious, there's all that tension in their body. Mm. Um, and I think it's one of those ones that like as practitioners that we always go to for that reason. Mm. Yeah, with good reason though because yeah. what happens is people get stressed,
2: they might go for a run or a walk and they're like, mm. oh, I had to shake off that stress. Mm. Okay, yeah. and then they start getting muscle cramps mm-hmm. or something that's mm. a really key indicator that your body's telling you or they're not sleeping well again. So their body's saying we need a little bit more magnesium but they'll relate it to the exercise. Mm. But actually the, all those systems in the body in turn. Are related to muscle contractions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. relaxation response as well. Mm-hmm, so, sure. yeah, the magnesium is super important and mm-hmm. that it converts the, it's a cofactor for a lot yes. of that neurotransmitter function production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's
0: super important. Very important. Mm-hmm. And it's so depleted. Like, I think a lot of the things we're talking about as far as nutrients now, the mm-hmm. interesting thing is that when someone's under stress, they're often the first ones to go. Like Mm -hmm. I'll often think of, I can think of, I won't mention the names of some of them, but some brands we've got out there that we use. And I look at the formulations and I'm like, this is like, if you have a pool that's leaking and it's leaking due to stress, is it's everything that you're going to be burning through more. So it's like a replenishment. So I think it's like this cycle, like you're under stress. So you're actually... Burning through more of these nutrients that we're talking mm, about, so mm, it increases mm, the demand. Definitely, um, yeah. I think you know, there's some of those classic key um, deficiency signs of magnesiums too that we look for, so mm. the I yeah, twitching, achieve yeah. that sure we've all had, all <laughs> the um, the muscle tension that we're talking about, or even the like um, the cramping mm. I mean, like you were talking restless about, legs Sheridan. Type the, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the mm. restless legs or the actual like, which I know I get if I don't stant up a magnesium, that like chronic like seizing cramp in your mm. legs it wakes you up in the middle of the night oh, and yes. you jump oh. out of bed like a maniac, yeah, screaming. You can't,
1: yeah, you can't oh. like unstretch it. No. Oh, my God, they yeah. are painful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: yeah, definitely. That's a that's a need to take magnesium sign. Definitely,
2: yeah. And again, the quality and the different mm. forms. Um, we talked a little bit about this because I have some patients that are super sensitive and mm-hmm. the t- certain mm. types of magnesium will make their bowels move very, yeah. very quickly, yeah. which isn't a good side effect when you're already feeling like a mm. sensitive nervous system. System response yep. mm. um, so it's really one that you, and the timing that you take it um, depending on what the form is can be uh-huh. really important uh-huh. um, but and so yeah it's not just a go and grab any type one it's looking at the second ingredient not just the first ingredient yeah, what well, it's a actually magnesium. bound to yeah sure. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. How about um, the essential fatty acids? I'll mm. let you delve into that love one, Sherry. Because they're fats. like, you're a baby. Yeah, well, <laughs> the brain is more than 60%
2: fat. So I get so excited when um, people start to switch out the bad fats because mm-hmm. I love talking about how, like I remember at university, I I chose to do neuroscience and behavioral neuroscience. was. I got into UQ and started to do my master's in neuroscience because mm-hmm. I was so passionate about the behaviours that could change when we focus on the quality of our brain power. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but the fat, you know, um, it's like having two cells, two brain cells next to each other and the types of fats that are good, they'll give us um, soft flexibility. Mm-hmm. So the communication between those cells will be more fluid. It's like us talking in the same room right now. Mm. But when we um, have the wrong types of fats, pro-inflammatory or a lot of accumulation of these problems and the brain becomes a bit neurotoxic, mm-hmm. um, then they, those brain cells become stiff and rigid. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like trying to communicate <coughs> with a wall between you. Yeah. So on a really simple level that those messages from um, the chemicals in our mm. brain, which is what the hormones and the neurotransmitters, they can't pass to each other very easily. So it's not like playing the right game. Have you ever tried walking <laughs> through a wall of concrete? Right. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. So getting rid of the bad fats and introducing the good ones so that our brain cells can talk mm. to each other better. Mm. That's yeah. kind of as simple as I can. Mm. Um, yeah. but, and obviously then people say, well, what are the good fats mm. or what are That's the what bad fats? That. And Mm -hmm. how much do you need? Because you actually don't need a massive amount of fat. It's still Mm going to give you, if you're trying to lose weight or trying to just feel light enough to move around quickly, Mm -hmm. um, then – you weigh yourself down with too much fat, mm-hmm. and it's still going to slow you down. Mm-hmm. Um, but keeping the omega sixes and the omega threes in our diet in the right ratio because they're oh, the essentials. Our ratios. Yeah, and um, obviously, this is where it, if someone else looks at it, they can kind of see the gaps pretty quickly. And if you're trying to work out some of this on your mm-hmm. own, it mm-hmm. does make it pretty difficult because yeah. you've got other things to think about in life
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and your EPA rent. <laughs> Three omega
2: six ratios. Why are you all thinking about that? Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, leave it up, leave it up to us because that's a much easier way of doing it. Um, but the, um, the our typical Western diet, we're naturally getting a lot, like more omega sixes. Mm-hmm. And people with good intentions, maybe trying a keto or a paleo-type diet, Um, maybe they're removing the processed fats but having still way too many of the nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. And so there's some amount of omega-3s in some of those nuts and seeds, but typically they're still going to have a little bit more Mm omega-6s. And so the omega-6s are important. We still need some Mm -hmm. pro-inflammatory states, um, but we don't Mm -hmm. want them out of balance. And so, yeah, the omega-3s being the um, anti-inflammatories, Do you want to give a few examples of those foods for people? Yeah. So, I mean, the research shows that um, the oily fatty fish Mm -hmm. is really the best source. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, again, the wild caught is being a little bit, you know, better quality than the farmed. Mm. But, hey, if you're not having any.
1: Oily exactly. fatty fish,
2: like just some is yeah. better than none. Exactly. Um, cod liver oil, I've been using on my son since mm. he was born, mm. like well, since he actually got eat, not before the breastfeeding. <laughs> but you know, like get <laughs> that meat. <laughs> 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 yeah, a little
0: bit after that. Just since yeah, I guess
2: I should make that a little bit more clear <laughs> because the breastfeeding was there first.
1: But even then. <laughs>
2: yeah, even then our breast, our breast milk has all yeah, those, uh, you yeah. know, super good fats super in it.
0: rich, yeah. yeah
2: so but then omega-3s 3, Omega 3 through cod liver oil, um, a good brand that um, is tolerated well, that mm-hmm. helps. Um, and that you've then got after the omega-3s and your fatty fishes, um, there are some in hemp seeds and flax mm-hmm. seeds, mm-hmm. and um, but it's a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And
0: so they're the, more the vegetarian sources. Yeah, um, I think that's – I'm glad you mentioned about the seeds too because I feel like there's so much fear and confusion around fats. There's been, I think, a really big push by certain types of like popular um, programs and eating styles that are, are scaring people around any, any form of oil outside of coconut oil mm-hmm, or maybe mm-hmm. olive oil. Um, and it really that really frustrates me because it it, for me it comes down to quality right quality and diversity which we're all about so Mm. having a really good quality flaxseed oil that's cold pressed and unrefined is a fantastic source Mm. of you know those omega-3s or conversion through like not as good as as our fish but for people Mm. who are needing these plant-based sources really Mm. important yeah but I find that there's a lot of Fear now around using those where there's been this umbrella term around, No, all those fats are bad. You can't touch them. They're all going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's about how, yeah, how oil's treated, you know, how refined it is, how well it's been stored, how Mm -hmm. well you look out after it and it's been sitting around your pantry. Mm. Yeah, so much heat, how much light it's got. Yeah, exactly. And then you're using it over salads
2: versus cooking with it. So it's super easy just to go, okay, well, this is my default. Maybe um, I've only got two oils that I cook with Mm. or three oils that I cook with. And then the other times you've got those ones just for taste and variety. Because if we're trying to make this a lifestyle thing, Mm. then it's going to be much easier for people. People to keep on that track yep. rather than feeling like, oh, I'm gonna go- exceed um, your me- medium chain triglycerides with benefits of coconut oil. But yep. again, it's only one extreme. Exactly. Um, and yeah. forgetting the balance.
1: But it's yeah. also remembering, too, like it's all well and good to say, like, I think. This is where people get confused because now omega six is being like kind oh. of deemed pro-inflammatory. Yeah. Which is exactly what Sheridan was touching on before. We need we need our infl- inflammatory processes mm-hmm. in our body yeah. to work. Mm. We don't want like we want to be in balance of you know obviously more an anti-inflammatory lifestyle and diet, but we have an inflammatory response for a reason, mm-hmm. and we need those fats that support that inflammatory response because when your body is under stress or when you get sick or when you cut your arm open or anything like that, it's inflammation that comes in and saves the freaking day. Yeah. So (laughs) we just don't want it out of control. Yeah, 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 exactly.
2: And when we're constantly inflamed, that's when that stress, that response is kind of going, oh,
1: okay, well, we've got –
2: and then it affects the integrity of our gut, so it also affects how we absorb the larger proteins like gluten and casein mm-hmm. because we've got that constant stress response that again is in mm-hmm. back into the gut brain connection We've got potential for gaps and big holes mm-hmm. when we should only be letting tiny particles of nutrients into our bloodstream. Stream, yeah, yeah, definitely. I use the analogy of that fly screen. I don't know if you've heard that before. Oh no, no, I've heard yeah. you say that one before. I-, <laughs> I don't know where, but I feel like
0: it's familiar. Yeah. So if your
2: gut wall, you think of a fly screen rather yeah. than thinking of it um, as just like this lining that doesn't it lets through some mm. holes. Um, but if you've got big rocks been thrown, thrown through that fly screen, that mm. you're going to have large holes in mm. there and that's what's happening and why you never used to react to foods that you are now reacting to. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm. yeah, it's all combination. And yeah, for
0: sure. Signals that something needs to be done.
1: <laughs> See a nutritionist.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what about we've also got zinc and the bees. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, Again, I feel like we're. Yeah, it's hard. There's so many other factors, yeah. you know, when we're talking about key nutrients, but these are some biggies. So do you want to um, talk a little bit about the zinc and the bees um, maybe quite quickly and we'll move mm. on to some of these other things that I'll make sure we cover. <laughs> yeah, I But I'm, I'm really keen to hear what you guys have got to say about the zinc and bees and I mm. think maybe just... Of interest about like activated bees versus non-activated bees, and where mm. maybe they come in as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to talk about. Start with, do you want to start with bees? Yeah, or? go mm. for it.
1: Well, obviously, um, like for our like our bees, like obviously they're in it diet-wise, like usually from our. Meat-based sources or protein-based sources and our grains and exactly what Sharon explained at the start, we definitely need those. But when we're talking about neurotransmitters and the conversions from our even our foods through to our neurochemicals, um, bees are a really important part of that process. Um, and they're also involved in the breakdown and degre- deg- degradation. God, it is bloody Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so I really struggled to get that word out. There. Um, through our phase two liver as well, so mm-hmm. it's not just about forming the right kind of neurotransmitters and everything to be handle stress and manage stress and manage inflammation and all of that. It's it's all about too how our body breaks that down, mm-hmm. and our bees are really really involved in that in that process as well. So our phase two. Phase two liver metabolism, I think we call it. So mm-hmm. you've got phase one and phase two. Um, but active versus inactive, like I really think it's, I feel like that's more a question of genetics, mm. to be honest. I know. Were you going like yeah, no, like to say that? Yeah, no, like and I It's probably thing. a whole
0: other topic. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah.
1: And I just think some people do need activated oh. bees in their more activated form for genetic mm. reasons. Mm. And then some people don't. Mm. So some people. Can everyone benefit from B vitamin supplementation? Does everyone need it? Not necessarily. Mm. Mm. Um, that, I think that's another thing too, and this is where nutrition and or, like neurochemistry and all of this it becomes so bio individual. Mm. And this is why just thinking, okay, I'm stressed, and I know we talked about this in our um, Instagram live. Don't just listen to what we're saying about the nutrients that you need for stress here, mm. and go go, okay, cool. The girl said I need fats, magnesium, zinc, and, and well. B's, yeah. and run out and buy those because I'm telling you right now, you can do so much more harm than yeah. good if you do carry a genetic variant and you don't, uh-huh. you know. Um, you know, um, use like your folic acid and turn that into a folate as effectively as someone else because you've got an MTHFR mutation and you're taking an inactive form, you're potentially setting up more inflammation and Mm. more shit that your body has to deal with. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd rather someone increase their green leafy vegetables. Yeah, and get Um, natural forms of folate. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Which interestingly comes, you know, back to diet, like full Mm -hmm. circle Mm -hmm. as far as getting those good... Quality yeah. B vitamins, mm, and then the yeah. question around, yeah, do uh is that person as an individual needing activated B's yeah. or not, or particular types of B vitamins? Mm, yeah. Like instead of mm. like a bombardment of all yeah. of them, like how much are they actually getting from their diet, yeah. and you know, already utilizing? Because yeah. often I must find I often find that more of the other things we're talking about tend mm. to play more of a role than finding that I need to always be giving all these extra yeah. B's to people mm, because yeah. B's are so readily accessible from a really good dietary yes, base i don't know right. if you guys find mm, the same
1: yeah definitely mm. and just even like looking at the gene like genes involved like you know in terms of beads and just because you think you might have a certain genetic variant still doesn't mean you need a b mm. yeah do you know what i mean yeah. like i know we've done organic acid testing and stuff where you can look at people's b vitamins status, on particular their methyl ones so b6 mm. b9 and b12 um, and I've got clients who carry genetic variants mm. for um, you know you know that whole methylation cycle and they actually don't need to be on bees mm-hmm. they feel fine without them and you look at their phase two liver and things are working well so it's not just bees are so important for this but it's the right types and the right forms if you need them yeah, yeah. and at certain times in your life yeah you know that they Sometime- may,
2: may be going through a more stressful time after mm. you've got divorced or you've just moved to countries or anything could be going yeah. on and that at those times your body may just be increased, increased. Yeah. yeah yeah so it may not be forever yeah and you've just got to go with um finding out what fits at that mm. moment that's mm-hmm. going to be better yeah
1: and definitely. the methylation
2: um, methylated bees i know some people uh are some of the practitioners that i talked to have become a little bit fearful of even using those and but it, they can benefit for mm. those people um, at certain points mm. because obviously without an people knowing too much detail about the methylation cycle, it's own, it's a way of producing a really important um, chemical called SAMI mm. and that helps our DNA replication, it helps our hormones, it's also really a vital part for mm. how we clear our, our hormones. Mm-hmm. So it's if we're not processing those stress hormones as quickly as someone else, that that could be why that is important because we're not actually
0: methylating those um, through mm-hmm. that pathway. hmm yeah. Do you guys want to mention some of those genetics in particular yeah, we t- well, since we we're t- talking yeah. about that?
1: We, ta- we touched so on that. Did you our... already
0: talk about that, did you?
1: We did that on our Instagram. Yeah. Right, but obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. So We obviously talked a bit about NTHFR. Compt is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's got a lot to do with too, like your breakdown of your catecholamines yeah. um, through phase two. Do you um, want to explain what catecholamines are? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> our stress hormones. I just yeah. like that one. It's just like throwing them in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Norepinephrine. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> adrenaline. <laughs> People and will
2: be like cat catam dum- what, kind öl- what the
1: fuck did you say? Yes. <laughs> and estrogen. estrogen which huge. oh my goodness, like yeah. how yeah. many
2: how many women do we see that and are guys. trying Yeah, no, estrogen um, dominance and that mm-hmm. this will pop up at yeah. certain phases in their life when their hormones are already shifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at those times or they might have come off the pill or yeah. something's been masked for a long time to yeah, say no. well we had an estrogen problem. We've got more chemicals in our plastics that are mm. xenoestrogens, and we're not clearing those as well. Yeah. So if they've got a genetic variant, which I do with the Compt, um mm, me too. gene, oh, yeah, oh, well, it's very special. So, <laughs> oh, special. Yeah, it's super common. Like it's people don't have common. to feel disempowered. That actually, when you know <laughs> you've got these things, it's about saying, "Oh, okay. Well, if if my default way of living is to just, you know, live the ordinary standard Australian diet mm. and Australian lifestyle, that is just that doesn't Mm. fit with me that Mm. doesn't work so it's about saying okay well i know what is going to fit best and if i support that then people get a better version of me Mm. um because that but the comp um an maoa is another really important one for um uh how we process especially whether those two Mm. are both um genetically variant yeah. And yeah, without going too techie with those, mm-hmm. it might just be something that um, people, live, especially if they're already on an MAOA, monoamine, oxidase, mm-hmm. antidepressant, yeah. mm-hmm. that would be one I would flag um, as possibly being... Um, not the normal Mm.
1: enzyme function Mm. but
0: these are obviously things that we can look at as practitioners if we feel they're needed Mm -hmm. like it's not like a everyday thing that Mm. we're doing with Mm. our clients like everyone that walks through the door like we have to get all your genetics mapped out but they are a really good route to explore if needed and they can really help unravel um certain ways of treatment if mm-hmm. needed maybe yeah. perhaps if you're hitting well, a brick walls sometimes well, just even
1: not looking at like like estrogen and stuff like i just expl- i even explain comp to a lot of my clients because so you can even that doing genetic testing just looking at even dutch testing you can oh, yeah get, you can get such mm-hmm. a good idea of mthfr yep. and comp from that yeah. yep. um and then you can do estrogen detox panels which i do with a lot of my mm. clients as well on top of the dutch testing just to confirm and have a look at a couple of the other you know methyl transferases and stuff but mm-hmm. I just explain it to people like if you've got two people side by side, and we'll just talk about anxiety and, you know, let them just use the comp thing. Because I think people get really freaked out about genetics, and it's not. It's not something to be freaked out about. It's just variance and varying degrees of how your body processes things yeah. compared mm. to the person beside you. And just because you've got a comp thing, they might have something else completely nuts. So we've all got heaps. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like I explain to people: like you can, you know, say a tiger runs at you and runs at you, and your mate standing beside you, and you've got your little comp variant, and they don't mm. have a comp or an NTHR variant. And your normal response is the adrenaline kicks in, and your anxiety heightens, and all of that, and mm. then the tiger gets shot or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, decides to run in the other direction, but tiger doesn't do that. So, let's just say that all of a sudden, the tiger disappears. I was about to say, shot by a poacher, but that's terrible. I would never wish that on a, on a tiger. But anyway, we need to get rid of the tiger somehow. Let's just say it has a heart attack and falls on the floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> and oh, all God. of a sudden, all of a sudden, that stress is removed. Now, the person standing beside you without the comps variant or the NTHR variant is going to clear and break down and degradate all of those stress hormones yeah. quite quickly and, mm. and return to a normal state. Whereas you standing here with your bloody... Variants? Can't. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to take a lot longer to process those hormones yeah. and break them down because of these variants. So you're going to feel more anxious and more stressed for longer. Potentially. Potentially. Without,
0: scary, without. making it more confusing. Yeah. But it's potentially mm. still like whether yeah, they're switched on or off. Especially well.
2: if you've just had an argument
0: but with your yeah, partner sorry. and yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> up and this tiger, and tiger <laughs> running
0: accumulation is going on.
1: <laughs> so it's just about... It's about
0: and you've been eating up your lunch in all the plastic, plastic containers.
1: Container. You're standing there eating your lunch out of a plastic container after having an argument with your boyfriend, while my tiger's running at you. <laughs> That's where comp matters. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to be a good day. It's going to be a shit day. Oh, Go yeah. and have a glass of freaking wine and chill out. <laughs> be my advice only don't because you won't detox it there's a person beside you yep so
2: supporting liver is really important like it will always be important really good story (laughs) yeah oh
1: my god so I'm glad I explained that to everyone really
2: well it's all good we need stories to keep these things real like make not yeah it's it's about oh my god God. and I also, also start with a blood test Usually looking at homocysteine. Yes, because homocysteine yeah. is so important. And what it's I so hear, oh, oh my goodness, so many times you hear oh my deep, my blood test came back it was fine. I'm like well, okay, let me look at it because yeah. my optimal functional medicine. Uh, range Fines. will be different um, yeah. to what a pathology. I mean, they're looking for cardiovascular yeah. risk, mm. which is much much further down the track yeah. to saying, "Oh, you're possibly breaking down on the way there," yeah. or we can get an indication of how your MTHFR is
0: gene is functioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: We've got about 10 minutes left, so with that, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to talk about more of that overarching systemic involvement. So, mm. you know, we've, we've kind of brushed on it a bit, but mm. I think it'd be really good to give the listeners an idea about how other systems play a role, say our adrenals and that that cortisol interplay mm. um we talked a bit about yeah for yeah. the hormones so you've talked about obviously repro hormones but thyroid and of course we've you know we've got to make sure we mention the gut because otherwise it just wouldn't be right yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so oh i think God. i mean even with the gut you've already talked a, um a, a bit about that um you know, in relation to just the, the basics of absorption. Mm, so mm. And the two-way
2: communication. Yeah. So this isn't new science about the enteric yeah. nervous system being... Yeah. You know how the brain responds affects the gut. It affects not only the gut lining but the microbiome, Mm -hmm. um, which is not only the bacteria but Mm -hmm. their DNA. Mm -hmm. And so, if we're ninety percent cell, like ninety percent bacteria, and we're Mm -hmm. just a shell for these bacteria, they're kind of important. It matters. Yeah. Again. (laughs) So, and then they will, if they're imbalanced, they will also send the same like not so great response to the brain, Mm -hmm. and then the brain is sending that response to the HPA, which stands for the hypothalamus pituitary gland adrenal axis, mm-hmm. and then they tacked on the thyroid on top of that. Mm-hmm. So that's, We call it the HBAT axis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. We d- always be getting that T and then – <laughs> People are trying to do <laughs> lots of <laughs> exercise, right? <I> <laughs> and then they're um, maybe wondering why the results aren't as good as what mm. they should be because their metabolism isn't. You know, their thyroid is holding them back because that's the uh, the energy for mm. uh, you know all so many so many. Uh, is it nearly every cell in the body with the thyroid? The thyroid that's pretty, the way I think about it. I think it. about it too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you if you it's like in Chinese ancient Chinese medicine, which I love looking back at how ancient wisdom could be the medicine of the future Mm -hmm. Um, like they always talked about the digestive fire yes and that if you've got no fire in those cells uh, or what western medicine calls the mitochondria and you know Mm. that energy production of the cell if that message from the thyroid isn't going out well then yeah you're just going to have a harder time Mm. and all that excess that effort you're putting in isn't getting you the same results that it could Mm. be
1: Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's not
2: it's not being supported.
1: And I feel like the thyroid, I know we've talked about this and we've done other podcasts, but the thyroid is so responsive to other inflammatory processes in the body. So mm-hmm. if your HPA access is out, out of whack and that is from stress, whether it be external or internal stress um you know physiological like physiological psychological stress Mm -hmm. whatever it is whatever's draining that access and putting extra demand on those adrenals to just pump out cortisol Mm -hmm. your thyroid is going to be so affected by that because they're just all so intertwined Mm -hmm. and then so that obviously affects your gut as Mm -hmm. well like directly from your thyroid but also from the stress response that has a downstream effect on our hormones big time Mm -hmm. because obviously we've talked about this in podcasts like our um, you know, our pituitary and our hypothalamus and all of that, they cross talk via, you know, our adrenals and all of that to our gonad hormones, to so our reproductive mm-hmm. hormones. Mm-hmm. So for women who aren't getting a period or their periods all over the shop and things like that, like if you're highly stressed or you're, you know, this is going to impact that. Like, mm. you Mm. And it's a protective mechanism. It's a protective yeah. mechanism, exactly mm. what Sheridan was saying with sex, like, you know, and all like mm. and all of that. It's just that mm. if, if your body's too stressed out to do what it needs to do, one of the first things it shuts down is reproductive function mm-hmm. yeah. to that area. It's kind of just like going nut. Nah, yeah. Not mm. happening.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, and if people are on uh, oral contraception, then again, you're not necessarily getting the key signals mm. because it mm. is just covering up those messages. Mm. Um, so it's really important to kind of maybe tap into that before you just ignore mm. the fact that, yeah, your cycle mm. might be
0: regular, but it's, like, artificially mm. regular yeah. um, sometimes as well. Yeah. And, and just thinking of the going back to the gut again, like the other thing we haven't mentioned is just the tryptophan production mm. within the gut mm. itself, like being a precursor to your serotonin. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a big one that I don't think a lot of people realise mm. as yeah. far as that, like, feel-good um, you know sort of chemical that we're looking for mm-hmm. if our gut is not functioning effectively and we've got microbiota imbalances so often we can see problems with yeah. the tryptopan, tryptopan? Mm-hmm. tryptophan. tryptophan <laughs> yeah. tryptophan and also the pathways that it's shuttled down which is probably a whole nother oh, story so to go wrong. into yeah. and there's actually there's actually bacteria that we need in certain numbers that are really important to make sure that that tryptophan isn't shunted down these more detrimental uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. pathways that are actually going to potentiate anxiety further. So, yeah. I mean, for myself as like <coughs> such a microbiota nerd, like mm-hmm. I, I love that. Like, again, it just brings it all back mm-hmm. to the yeah. gut mm-hmm. and just looking at that foundation of how, if you can get a gut back into balance, you know, you can see such profound change mm-hmm. and you can you sort of really see that interplay between mm-hmm. like that, that inner world of our of mm. our microbes and how that can actually flow through and affect totally. our neurotransmitters. I mean, we're talking about a lot of different ways this can happen. Mm. But I think you know that actual production of tryptophan and whether it's shunted down the mm. good pathway mm. or a bad pathway, essentially, yeah. or again, like actually, let me refrain that. It's like we we're talking about earlier. There's no good or bad. Mm. We've just got a preferential pathway for mm. feeling good, and then we've got a pathway that we're going to utilize. More so for more of that, like, kind I'm of fight or flight or stressy situation. Yeah, so signals. Yeah, them. yeah. So I just find that really interesting
2: too. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you might then just be able to get away with single supplementation, which is what I often yes. use. I yeah. I prefer not to just then go, okay, we're just going to try and hit everything that could potentially be going wrong. When you have a clearer indication that their diet's um, well-maintained, yeah. adding in things like... B6 to be able to help, just as an example. Yeah. Not to go and everyone go and grab yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's writing it down but, right, mm-hmm. right now. Sure. Yeah. said take B6. But I've, s- I've seen very very fast results. Yeah. Jo- just not alone with seeing B6, but um, helping that pathway to s- skip through because obviously tryptophan then converts to serotonin, mm. and serotonin then produces melatonin mm. to yeah. help you sleep. Yeah. yeah. So again, looking at the behavior results. Yeah. It's really important to be able to say, okay, that, yeah. those little conversions, I call them cogs in the wheel, yeah. um, that they might just be blocking the rest of the behaviour change from happening mm. because mm. you're just missing those couple of key nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow.
0: Well, I think we need to wrap it up. But I, I think what I want to point out as an overall theme is that we sort of started with like that simple foundation but from there you can see we're, that bloody yeah, complicated we're really things. highlighting there's so many other factors at play when it comes to management of conditions like anxiety and stress and realistically depression Insomnia. and it's yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and it's not always like of course there's as you said those external factors mm-hmm. But there's a lot that goes on within the body itself. There's a lot of processes at play and investigating those and working with someone can be really profound change. Mm -hmm. And we certainly see that like day-to-day with clients Mm -hmm. from like those foundational levels. Probably I would say majority of the time more so there, which Mm. is why it's so cool. But we also see all those sort of other streams where it can filter through. And that's where working with someone who knows what they're doing can investigate those different mm. pathways uh-huh. specifically and then treat them in the right way for you as an individual It's so important.
2: Mm. And yeah. meet you where you're at. So mm. it's not a matter of like no matter if I could even be treated by someone else yeah. after fifth, like a well, ridiculous number of years I can't even remember now. <laughs> you say 50 but years, fifteen, isn't? maybe maybe it's been fifteen years that,
1: um, you look amazing thing. if
2: you've been a professional <laughs> no, <years>. no. No. <laughs> but even then, you know, it's really hard to see your own stuff, right? So fine. it's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always easier for be like someone that could be have been doing stuff for a, a while or mm-hmm. whether they're brand new at trying to make these changes that it's where you're at is always the best place, mm-hmm. and then you just need someone to be able to go, okay, okay, we'll get you from one step closer, A to B, and then we'll mm. just keep moving along. You yeah. don't have to, none of us have to have it all figured out. I yeah. certainly yeah. don't, I don't, you know. <laughs> <I> so, <don't>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, Why am I listening to you guys then? <laughs>
0: we we're all in the work in progress. That's what I say yeah. as well, I'm
1: like, We are all in mm-hmm. work in progress, yeah. <laughs> so, just like, why, why are they
2: listen to us? <laughs> we just spent a little bit more time reading these things and. and and applying the
0: research and witnessing
1: We're working on getting from B to C. We're trying to get you guys from A to B. Yes.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. As always. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, if you guys have any questions, Mm -hmm. as we always say, just let us know. So you can contact us on social media. You can email us at the clinic at reception Mm -hmm. at jessicacox.com.au. Stay
1: away from running tigers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) And if, if you, you want, want to check
1: especially out... Especially if
0: you want sex. <laughs> Hopefully not with dragons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all sorts of wrong. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, um, no. <laughs>
0: if you want to check out Sheridan's social media, you should definitely go and follow her. Um, you can find Sheridan at... What's better, your handle? Better Brain Health. It's better underscore
2: brain underscore health, something like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Mm. go follow her. She's awesome. Um, And as always, guys, share the episode around. Share the love. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the tiger love.
1: Maybe not the tiger sex.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next time on the show. Have a good weekend. Have a good
1: weekend. Thanks. Bye.